You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Welcome to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. On today's episode, we talked to Chief Lending Officer at Allegiance Credit Union, Brent Rempe, who fosters credit union innovation, transformation, and agility using his CUDE background, his worldwide experience, and as a friend who I met in Oklahoma, he's got a 32-year career that he gets to shed some light on in today's podcast. I can say with confidence that you're going to learn a lot from Brent today. Stay tuned to this episode of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. If I were to go check out your loan rates right now, I'd probably go to your website first. I go to allegiance.com and then uh, it would ask me for my member number. Um, And you actually found out an out of the box way for me, a non-member to actually get a potential pre-qualification. Talk about that outside of the box thinking. That's totally what led us to this podcast today. And I definitely want you to share this idea with the listeners. Yeah, so, so often, I think as we move along and advance in technology, as we're shifting more digitally, as we're shifting to telephone calls, we still have some compliance around or some compliance ideas around back in when we were more focused on the in-person channel. And so several things have come up when we've centralized our lending department, pulled our lending off loan officers, consumer loan officers out of the branch. One of them, originally we would not take an application over the phone for a new member. Again, 40% of our applications are coming in via the phone, 48% this year. And so we asked why. I mean, I'm a huge fan of ask why five times, come up with the, the true reason behind it. And really it was wanting to make sure that we had the consent of the potential member. So we wanted a paper application, an in branch application or an online application where the member was consenting for us to pull credit. Well, we have, as Mike Neal pointed to in the podcast, we have recordings of all the telephone calls coming in, outbound calls as well in certain departments. So now we can actually pull the call and listen to guarantee if there's any question about whether or not that member consented for us to pull credit. So that's as really enabled us to increase our phone channel of consumer loan applications specifically. How has that affected your centralized lending team? Are you guys fielding as many calls as you can handle? Are you overwhelmed with phone calls or have you seen the call traffic kind of, kind of slow down and now they're going back to the branches? Sure. So again, not that much traffic in our branches for loan applications. The ones we do, we have video banking. Um, So our back office centralized lending staff will take a video banking call to connect to folks who are in the branches, Um, but really don't foresee that in-person being a major channel. And more and more folks I've spoken to in the industry are suggesting that the branch loan application is going to be minimal in the future, has been for other credit unions. What were some of the hiccups uh, or some of the things that didn't work out so well when you moved to this platform? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, my biggest piece of advice, don't underestimate relationships. 
um, and the power of relationships. I mean, Maya Angelou has a quote, at the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did. They will remember how you made them feel. And with, there's, so when you pick someone to lead your centralized lending department, my first piece of advice would be, have it be someone internal with the right skill set who has a lot of positive influence in the credit union. And if you were to hire someone external, which we did in our case, rather than have that person hit the ground running, spend the first 90 days building relationships with a goal of hiring the team 90 days from their start date and really pushing it back and building from that 90 day point. Um, you know, in 2020, we had this new concept and a lot of excitement and a lot of pressure to perform and meet these sales metrics. Um, and I think we forgot the power of relationship. Um, and so we're in a really good place right now. Actually, March was our biggest month in consumer direct lending ever. And we're rebuilding and have rebuilt the trust with the frontline staff. So our biggest source besides phone calls are referrals from frontline staff. If you don't have trust with your frontline staff, a centralized lending model is not going to work. That makes a lot of sense. What are some other things on your horizon? So typically when you've got someone who's thinking outside the box, um, it's not just what they have done. Usually it's a lot of things that they could be doing in the future. What's on your radar for outside of the box thinking in the next five, 10 years? Yeah, so what we're working towards next is our CDFI designation. Uh, we are an emerging CDFI at Allegiance. Um, we're just getting to a point where our members are more reflective of the Oklahoma City community and we're able to serve more of the community. And some of that's through underwriting and being more willing to take chances on folks who deserve a chance or seeing 12 months of on-time payments being a major factor, as long as that payment to income ratio is decent, make the loan. Uh, so just that line of thinking, changing that line of thinking. And with that, um, really wanting to pursue CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution, designation or certification so that we can leverage that CDFI funding to take on a little more underwriting risk. That's amazing. Uh, one of the things that really uh, makes your background stick out to me is your work in education and specifically in the school systems. And as you know, um, the school systems typically show that that makeup and that demographic um, of what, you know, what you could be serving in the community. Um, so, you know, how do you intentionally target members of the community that maybe aren't a member of your, uh, your uh, credit union so that when you go CDFI, uh, it's for the right reasons and for the right people? Right. I think that's very important because there's so many CDFI and so many CDFI applicants right now since 2020. I really think we're going to see a few who are newly certified not be able to sustain that. So to me, it's leveraging partnerships. You mentioned schools. Schools are still a great resource if you can build the right mutually beneficial or shared value relationship with that school to serve parents, to serve teachers. Um, non, other nonprofits. We have a nonprofit here in town with a focus on um, helping marginalized communities or marginalized neighborhood get into their homes. And so really asking a lot of questions, building a relationship with them with the hopes of building a non-QM mortgage product. 
that can help serve this community that this nonprofit serves. So really, I think with CDFIs, it's really important to leverage partnerships and focus on financial wellness. Really brings your CDE, uh, uh, CUDE uh, background back into play, which is what does the community need? That's question number one. And then we can answer question number two, which is how can we help deliver and fulfill that need? And so um, I know one thing as a school board member that teachers need and that is release time. Uh, you know, there's not enough teachers today in most school systems to be able to um, check homework, do administrative tasks, um, plan the field trip. Essentially, they're overworked because there's not enough release time built into their actual day where somebody comes in and talks to the class while the teacher goes and does something else. And so, yeah, financial, your, your world might come back full circle to doing exactly what you did uh, eight years ago, which is going into schools and teaching financial literacy uh, as a release time for, for schools. Thank you for being on today's podcast. I always ask my guests any parting words that we didn't get to touch base on today that you can share with the leaders of the credit union movement? I think it's incredibly important to lead with purpose. That's the reason that we created the centralized lending department. Um, and the reason I try and think outside the box is I think the primary, the purpose of a credit union, the ultimate purpose is making a difference in the lives of our members and the communities we serve. And it's important to keep that in our minds, ask questions, ask how this is going to benefit our members and our community and constantly keep purpose constant, which is a famous DE quote. Keeping purpose content here in Oklahoma and on the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for your time today, Brent. I appreciate it. Thank you, Scott.